Hello and welcome to another MyTunes podcast right here at manxradio.com. Mark Tiley, the nation station, Manx Radio. I love it on MyTunes when we have a broad palette to talk about. And we certainly have this week, because my guest all this week is Sarah Wilson-White, who is Head of Culture and Arts for the Isle of Man. Hello. Now, that is a broad (laughs) title, Sarah. Congratulations on the appointment. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. And it's lovely to have you up for my chance. So, tell us what that means. Well, when a Head of Culture and Arts is part of the Department of Education, Sport and Culture, so I'm that that culture part in terms of culture division, and my job is to support the team managing the Villa Gaiety, Kensington Arts, all the different kind of buildings that we support, the Arts Development Team and also um, the Arts Council, so I get to kind of support and work with teams in all of those varying ways, which is a very exciting but also complicated and rewarding job to have. It sounds to me like one of the old musical acts where they had the plates spinning on the top of bamboo poles and you had to keep running around making sure everything was staying put. Yeah, pretty much. Um, plate spinning, but also supporting others to, to spin plates and maybe getting teas and coffees for them in the meantime, I'd say. <laughs> Always good. In that role, you're obviously going to have to have plans and targets and visions of how to improve various areas. Where do you start when it comes to that? I'm two months in, and at the moment, all I see is potential. So the thing that I'm struggling with in an amazing way is where to start with all the brilliant people and the things that I see can happen within Culture Division. So at the moment, we're looking a lot at what we might programme in the future of Villagati. We're looking at what audiences might want on the island, how might we connect with people nationally. So I haven't got a full answer to that, apart from I've got a long list and a whiteboard in my office covered with ideas. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll come back to all of that, but I want to take you back to growing up on the Isle of Man because Sarah you grew up on the Isle of Man then you went away and did all sorts of amazing things in in wonderful locations and this job has brought you back yes it has yeah well let's talk about before you left where did you grow up so I was um in Onken and then went to Ramsey Grammar School so moved to the north was at Ramsey Grammar lived in the north of the island um in Regaby which is in between Ramsey and Andreas famously known for a telephone box that's about it uh which is a beautiful part of the Isle of Man to live and then did a university degree in theatre and then came back had a bit of time working on the island and then went off and did a master's course in producing which is um so I'm a theatre producer by trade that's what I do and just give me a quick whiz through all those amazing places you've worked across so I was based in the UK but I've done a lot of touring so I've done touring in Europe and um, Australia New Zealand America and Canada so I've done a lot as well as all over parts of um England which I'm, I've really loved doing and Scotland and Wales as well yeah For me, looking at various departments across the Isle of Man and jobs in general, I think going away and doing loads of different things and then coming back because you appreciate what's here but you've got experience away from here is probably about the best mix. I'm really, really fortunate that this job came up when it did. It's a it's a rare job. It's a big job. And I am so excited to come back and bring all this expertise with me but also... I found in my work that although I loved my job, I just didn't have the deep care in terms of, oh, I, I'm putting on, on this show in Bradford, but why is it that I'm doing it? What is my connection to that place? 
And I found there was always something missing, actually, over the years I was working, although it was great to go to America and Norway, other parts of the world. The idea of theatre, arts, culture here in whatever scale, whatever way, I think that's a thing that I'm really excited to do. So coming home to do that is an absolute delight. Now, music is going to be a huge part of your portfolio. So choosing just four tunes for anybody, it's hard. For you, it must have been horrible. Mm. A nightmare. I tend to like the same kinds of bands. <laughs> so in a way, I, I obviously um, have an appreciation for all things live, um, certainly music as well. Um, but I haven't got a range of massive range of taste. <laughs> so it was quite easy in a way. Where shall we start your musical journey on my tunes? Who, who's it going to be? So, Electric Dreams by Philip Oakey and Giorgio Moroder. And I pronounced that wrong. No, but, that's um, right. Oh, great. That's good. <laughs> um, so, this track I've chosen because this was the last track of a show that um, I helped make with a the theatre company to work with. And the show actually wasn't very good, to be honest. But off it went on a tour and it all happened. And the show got better and better each time it was performed. And we did one, um, the last show in Exeter, my husband came to it um, and it was in this tiny, tiny cellar theatre and this show, this music played at the very end and, and a solo performer and actor had a kind of strange, kind of almost like they're um, at home in the office on their own, dance to it and my husband always talks about that being one of his most favourite theatrical moments ever and even now when the song plays I can picture that person dancing in this tiny cellar theatre in Exeter. So for me this is a good song but also it signals progress, it signals that things aren't really finished. But even when maybe the show or the piece of art isn't amazing, there's always um, diamonds in the rough in certain parts.
second bite of the MyTunes apple for Sarah Wilson-White, who is our fairly recently appointed Head of Culture and Arts right here on the Isle of Man within the Department of Education, Sport and Culture. And that's an interesting one. Education, sport and culture, but no media in there. No, I don't know. I mean, we have got um, a remit within our national strategy for culture and the arts to look at digital, certainly, hmm. but... Maybe that's to come. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, certainly, it's wrapped up in the uh, in the Westminster portfolio bucket. You know, mm. when you get all that, if, mm. if you get one of those jobs. We were talking about putting shows together, things that you've done across the world. Now you're here. Where do you think your team are going to be looking to bring more uh, variety into the portfolio of shows on offer? I think that there will be more, but it might be more. A different scale so i'm not necessarily saying we're going to do lots and lots of more bigger shows although i think we probably could in different ways actually i'm interested in looking at what happens when you fill all the different rooms across philly and gaiety with different forms of art be it music or workshops or dance or spoken word so at the moment we're looking at what that might look like at different times of year um and i'm also taking stock of the great assets we have within culture division in terms of the Villa Gaiety grounds it's so beautiful we've obviously got the Obscura just down the hill and um, so for me there will be more but it might be more in different places I guess. The Gaiety what a lovely heritage building sometimes I think that that location just works better for certain artists than the bigger room the Royal Hall and I can't can't say why. It's it, although it's a big theatre, it's more intimate. Yes, it is. It's that really beautiful way of um, Matcham design, where you feel both in this epic, beautiful portrait, whilst also feeling intimately connected to that performer on stage. It's a craft. It's a literal art form. That space, and we talk a lot about that in house in terms of where do we best feel this work will fit both in terms of the dates, logistics, but also in terms of the audience experience, which, of course, is all about that. Um, so I agree, we often do talk about that in terms of how we can best serve the space, but also give the audience experience the best possible opportunity as well. Let us take your second piece of music. I'm going to have to say, I wasn't expecting this. Talk me through your second choice. So um, my second choice is I Am The Walrus by The Beatles. And um, this is a funny one. I, the Beatles were essentially my soundtrack to lockdown. Um, I had a really, my, my firstborn um, was about six months old when this all happened. So she pretty much grew up with The Beatles around us in the house. It was kind of very, such a happy music to be able to feel animated to and, and feel okay to be indoors for however many months we had to do that. And also... I would get her to smile by taking a photograph by doing the cuckoo cuckoo line. And even though she's almost four, she'll still say rather than cheese, she'll shout out, oh, she'll say cuckoo cuckoo like the I'm a walrus line. Um, and that's how she'll get people to smile on photos and things like that. So as well as it being a great band, of which the bootleg version of her coming to the um, villa, just a little tag there, but also um, they're just, I mean, they're classic, right? You can't, you can't really get away from them. So uh, favourite band, but also very happy moment for me as well.
My guest on My Tunes this week is, full title, Head of Culture and Arts within the Department of Education, Sport and Culture, and she is Sarah Wilson-White. Sarah, 
I want to talk about young people and young artists, young musicians, because there's a whole raft of things that you're involved in that is catering for younger, younger musicians, younger people. Yes, absolutely. So Kensington Arts, which is part of the Culture Division, is a breeding ground for innovation, expression, inclusion. You've got soundcheck happening there. You've got workshops. and There's creativity coming out of the ears over there. It's a really amazing space in terms of how young people can explore those things as they're um, growing up on the island. And they have venues within there to sort of craft their performance skills. Yeah, course. exactly that. So we've got the theatre there. We've also got workshop spaces. Obviously, Soundcheck have all the different booths in terms of trying out instruments and things. And then we're looking at plans for as those people develop in their confidence and develop an audience as well, should they form a band and whatnot, how they might come to the Villa Gaiety as well in terms of their first gig in the prom suite and um, celebrating all the amazing talent we have on the island long term. I mean, I, I've been playing musical instruments for a very long time as a very old man now. <laughs> and the first thing I remember of when you got a few people together in somebody else's house or back room or something, the incredible feeling of making music with somebody else and not mm. just trying to learn stuff in your bedroom, it takes on a new life. It's amazing. That liveness, that shared liveness... That, for me, is why I work in performance and theatre. I find myself, when I go to the theatre, watching the audience more than the show, to be honest, because it's just... It's pure joy in terms of that shared experience. And again, watching those musicians, whatever stage in their career absolutely absorbing energy from one another and carry each other on to be better, play stronger, all those things. Um, I could watch it all day. If my job was just watching those people, I would love that. <laughs> now, you were here uh, during TT, weren't you? You were on the island. Yes, I yeah. was, yeah. I, I was just amazed. I mean, I think I know quite a lot of the bands playing around the Isle of Man, but I saw so many brilliant young bands getting great gigs and experience. Isle of Man bands that I'd never even heard mm. of. And it was fantastic to see so much talent on display entertaining visitors yeah. from over uh, you know coming into the Isle of Man it's amazing I think um the amount of talent we have here is is unbelievable As someone who's come back after 12 years and gone wow just taking stock of all these different makers and artists really we're looking at a kind of an island a creative island a creative nation in that kind of way in terms of makers musicians artists in the broadest sense so um when that moment like TT comes along and everyone pulls together and goes, look, we've got all these shows on, it really is an indicator of the talent that's being developed here, supported, nurtured, but also what we can do in culture division to push them forward and celebrate them more publicly and, in and internationally as well. And for yourself, is, do you have an instrument? Are you a singer or a um, player? I cannot perform in any way at all. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't believe that. No, no, no. I'm a producer for a reason. I am. Um, it's a sign of a good show if you don't see me or hear me. To be honest. Okay. Um. So I, I think I played the recorder at school, and I think my recorder went missing at one moment. So I, I think that's a sign that it wasn't very good in terms of um maybe my mum getting a bit fed up on the noise. But um yeah no I'm I'm not a performer. I, I haven't got the bravery or the skill to do that. So I will absolutely enable and champion other people to do it, and I'll do the admin around them in the meantime. Well, thank you for the honesty and thank you for that. Let's have today track and there's a little bit of Scottish well I think there's some Scottish in you isn't there yes I'm half Scottish this, this is a nod um <laughs> born born on the island but um, to Manx heritage but also Scottish mum uh, yes yeah, so over and done with by the Proclaimers I'm a massive fan of the Proclaimers they are 
amazing storytellers have a real theatricality to how they put together songs and for me I played this on a loop when I was doing a very stressful US tour as well as being energizing it reminded me that things also finish (laughs) and that's okay so yeah really great song and definitely something to remember it will end it will end (laughs) just before we play the track I love the musical Sunshine on Leith which is all built around the Proclaimers music Castle Russian High School did it a few years ago and they knocked it out the park. If if you're a former pupil who was involved in that, take another pat on the back. Mm. It's a great show. I don't know if it's been done in the Gaiety. No, I don't know as yet, actually. I mean, it is great, and you've got such a back catalogue to work with. So, yeah, maybe that's planting a seed there. Well, I <laughs> hope so. Let's have the Proclaimers over and done with. day of my tunes with my guest who all this week is Sarah Wilson-White and Sarah is the relatively new Head of Culture and Arts for the Isle of Man uh, within the Department of Education, Sport and Culture. We've talked a lot about what's to come but I want to talk quite soon what's to come and I want to say we've got bootleg beetles coming up in the summer and wow Mimi Webb 
A-list material playing massive festivals this summer. She's coming to the Isle of Man. I know, it's amazing. It's amazing. How, does it, how does this happen? Well, I can't take any of the credit for that at all. I, all I can do is acknowledge the amazing work of the team in Villagati. One of my colleagues has talked about me where for a very, very long time. So it coming to fruition and her coming here is fantastic. So, um, yeah, well done to the team. I'm just happy to be part of it. Sunday, the 3rd of September, date for the diary, Mimi Webb will be here in the Isle of Man. She is outstanding. And now then, let's go crystal ball gazing. Who's on your radar? Who are you thinking, this show, an artist, a comedian? Have you got people in your head you're thinking, I'm going to make a move on them? Yeah, I mean, I came with some ideas, but because I'm newly returned to the island and because there is such a wealth of experience in the team and care and commitment to serving the island's population. Actually, a lot of what I'm doing is asking them what their ideas are. In my first couple of months, I've met with everyone in the cultural division. And when you ask them what you what you would put on, everyone has ideas. So really, a lot of what I'm doing is hearing those ideas. So I can't give any specific insights, but I guess the one thing I would say is that there will be more. <laughs> OK. I mean, the demographic of the Isle of Man, like a lot of places, it, it does tend to getting older. It's just the way of the world. So we're 85,000 souls. We're not as young as we used to be. We're a little bit older. Does that influence the artists you're looking at? To a certain extent, but also it influences our audience audience development plans. Everyone has those in place in terms of UK and international art centres where we're looking at what the next generation of makers might be and who we engage with annually in all the different ways that we work. So it does tend to inform who we're looking to programme in terms of annually, but also it informs what we might do differently as well in terms of, okay, how do we get teenagers in the building or how do we make sure that people within a care home setting access creativity? All of those things are important. So um, we absolutely think about the demographic of our audience on a regular basis, but in a sense of how do we serve everyone on this island in terms of accessing their creativity. And in terms of shows away from music or not just sort of pop and rock and uh, artists. What other areas are you looking at? I'm really interested in developing a programme of work which can be very broad, could be workshops, could be anything like that, for families and for young people. So my dream would be in a few years' time, you automatically just wander into Villagayati as a complex and you know that there'll be something there for you. There'll be something there for your young child or your friend to engage with. There'll be free this or free music or free workshop. I'm really interested in seeing how we contribute to that vibrant community and how we ensure that families feel creative in whatever way they want to be creative. Well, welcome back to the Isle of Man. (laughs) It's great to have you back here. Sarah Wilson-White, Head of Culture and Arts uh, for the Department of Education, Sport and Culture. It's been a wonderful week. And what are we going to finish with? This is maybe a bit more contemplative for the last song, but this is called Into My Arms by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, who are obviously an iconic band. My second daughter was born to this song, so it's a really, really important song for me in terms of hope, in terms of a journey, energy, all those things, fresh beginnings. But um, it's a very, very important song to me and one which I'm hoping everyone can stop and listen to for a few minutes. It's been a great week. Sarah, thank you. Thank you very much. I'd 
interventionist God But I know, darling That you do But if I did I would kneel down And ask him Not to intervene When it came to you Well not to touch a hair In your head Leave you as you are If he felt he had to direct you And direct you into my arms Into my arms Oh Lord Into my arms Oh Lord Into my arms Oh Lord Into my of angels Looking at you I wonder if that's true But if I did I would summon them together And ask them to over you Well to each burn a candle for you to make bright and clear your path and to walk like Christ in grace and love and guide you into my arms into my arms oh Lord into my so much to Sarah Wilson White and all the best in the new role here looking after the culture and the arts of the Isle of Man. I'm Mark Tiley. Join me when you can for the morning show, 9.30 to 12, Monday to Friday. And keep coming back here to manxradio.com because there are more podcasts coming every day.